We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, we welcome in The Commish, ESPN's Sarah Spain from Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, and That's What She Said pod on ESPN. It may be the day after the election, and we may not know who the next president is, but Sarah has some great mindful tips for dealing with the anxiety. She also gives me a life lesson in how to deal with trolls and negativity on Twitter. She has some sage advice for the wonderfully misogynist world of sports talk radio and does a riveting impression of Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. If you like fruit vine as much as she does, you'll love this epi. Welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart-Binks. And today that we are shooting this episode is Wednesday, November 4th, also known as the day after the election, also known as we still do not know who the president of the United States is. But when you're watching this, we may know. And I hope at that point, I hope everything's okay. Uh, But I wanted to be able to talk about what's going on in the world, how this affects sports, and really just also maybe have a little bit of fun if we can do that at least drink and so i thought who would be the best guest to do this on this particular day and that is none other than the commish from espn espn radio spain and fitz 7 and 9 p.m eastern on espn radio the host of that's what she said podcast the none other than sarah spain thank you for joining us here today on this odd day that we have going on in america yeah, I, I sort of regretted saying yes this morning, but now that I was forced to take a shower and put on clothes, I feel like it might be it might be a good thing that I had to pull myself together for this. <laughs> I know it was uh, it was a late night of anxiety, and then there's sort of a moment of like, oh, okay, well, we're not going to know if we're getting presents from Santa until we go to sleep and like right. wake up. Somebody said it was like Christmas Eve, but it's like you're either getting a PS3 or cancer. Um, you yes. can decide which is which. Um, I actually don't know anything. I- I'm being completely honest. Uh, yesterday, I decided that for the benefit of my mental health, I would neither hyperventilate about something that may prove not to actually happen, nor celebrate something that may not happen either. So I haven't watched a single piece of news. I haven't looked at anything on the internet. I know nothing other than a couple WhatsApp messages that dropped into my phone before I could swipe them away. And uh, the panic and dread that appeared to be in those messages is exactly what I anticipated on the night of the election. And that's why I'm not looking at anything, because we aren't going to know for days or weeks or who knows. Um, 
And usually when I say I'm on the verge of a nervous breakdown, it's sort of like, ha ha, I'm busy. But now it's like uh, legitimately a tiny thing could send me into a tailspin. So I'm, um, I'm just watching stupid television and I did three yoga classes yesterday, uh, 200 minutes worth of yoga and I'm very sore now. Um, I also took two and a half hours worth of walks yesterday. So I just kept moving the whole day so I couldn't stop and look at anything. So you are literally exhausted. I'm exhausted. Oh, I'm a li- and I just like took over your show. That's where yeah, I'm at I right love now. It. That's, this is what it is about. It is about letting you have the floor. And it sounds like Jimmy Pitaro may or may not be your therapist as well, because that sounds like <laughs> a great combination of being able to deal with anxiety and not get in trouble. Because, um, yeah. you know, as someone who works for a company that at this point to this point has allowed me to really say whatever I want, because uh, obviously we can drink on the show. I would find it very interesting to see how everyone else kind of goes about their business yeah and i find it interesting and before we get into all that let's let's crack open what we're going to be drinking today what do Mm -hmm. we got we got white claws uh for two reasons one because i am a basic bitch and i'm okay with that and two because i have to host a radio show after this so i pick something high in water but still achieving the purposes of giving me the buzz that i need to make it through the rest of the day Perfect. We're hydrating at the same time. Yes. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Let's go. Mm. It also goes well with our matching outfits that we did not plan. Yes. But both wearing feminist shirts and blazers. <laughs> yes. Bet on women and wild feminist. And we're yep. just like, that's right. We need to, we need to, we need to keep this going. We, I feel like it was like during this time of four years ago, I was like in a very deep depression. And I think that I was like, today, I feel like we really need to to remind ourselves and everyone like we're still, we're still here. And also the, at this point, the election is still being counted. And at this point that you're watching it, it may not. So we're drinking, we're binking, we're having a good time here, Sarah. (laughs) And um, before we get to, uh, you know, kind of what's going on with your radio show and all that kind of jazz, like you're not following the election. Okay, so I won't, I'm not going to get you in trouble, but um, like you are, you've kind of been known as someone who speaks their mind. Like I always look at your Twitter and your social media as someone that's like, I'm like, wow, man, like I'm Mer- like Meryl Streep gift. Like how do you sort of feel just in general about like during this entire yeah. time, not necessarily election, but just like speaking your mind and whether it is dealing with politics or not. Well, I want to point out, I'm not, not watching the election because of an edict from my job. That is a personal choice. I'm doing it to protect my mental health because over the course of the last couple months, I've realized that like this exact moment and all the dread to come with it because the mail-in ballots and the the length of time and the attempts to potentially, um, you know, not process votes that were, that were taken um, was going to stress me out. So that's why Um, I still am very much invested in democracy and our country (laughs) and what happened. Um, Yeah, I mean, one thing I'll say is it's been sort of interesting to figure out um, how everything has been politicized so that when you want to talk about a social issue or a human right or an issue of morality, because we're so divided, it becomes a conversation about left or right or which side are you on. Um, And so I really blast through those BS responses. Um, trying to turn something into a conversation about policy when it, it can be about policy when policy reflects rights or opportunities or um, availability for people. But um, for the most part, 
the things that I'm the most pronounced about and care the most about and talk the most about on social media are actually just ideas of how we should be treating each other and how our country should run. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have any issues and my bosses don't have any issues with that, um, especially because we're extremely inclusive company, right? So the idea that I would be saying something about women's rights or LGBTQ rights or rights for people of color and that they would have a problem with that would be counterintuitive to the way that they run everything. Um, It's more specific pot shots at individual people or, you know, thing, and, and a lot of those things, they don't actually do anything. It makes you feel good for a second when you post it and you're not changing anyone's mind and you're not elevating any rhetoric. And so being restricted from just taking shots at people, um, maybe is a good thing might have made me evolve as a human being a little bit from the, the, the basement levels that I sometimes uh, would like to sink into when I'm most frustrated. Well, you've had people try to take you down there and uh, you've done a good job yeah. at, uh, <laughs> you know, keeping, keeping the body armor on there with that. And um, we don't have a whole lot of time to get into this right now, but after the break, I do want to get some of your tips on how to deal with a lot of the stuff. Cause like for me, I just like completely like shrivel up and like want to die when I see like one thing that's sort of like a little bit, off kilter but you my friend seemingly know how to get rid of those tools (laughs) so um guys stay tuned because everyone's gonna want to know what sarah has to say about getting rid of the you know the the riffraff out there we're drinking (laughs) bacon with some white claws with espn sarah spain don't go anywhere Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network. Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line. Hey, I'm Katie Nolan, and I had drinks with Banks, and I loved it. Welcome back to Drinks with Banks. I'm JSB. We've got ESPN Sarah Spain here with us, and we were discussing, you know, dealing with. Uh, <laughs> jerks on Twitter on social media and I I have a I have a very thin skin over here and somebody will tell me to go back to Canada and I'll like like reevaluate like my whole life and you have done such a good job of of dealing with the trolls the haters and and just to add I I would love if you could give me like if you know you're Dr. Spain how do you deal Mm -hmm. with the Corona bros, the the Trumpy aggressive guys, and like the misogynists. How should I deal with that? Um, well, I think I will say that I probably have a slightly thicker skin because I had to have one like growing up because I was already six feet tall when I was 12 years old and I had frizzy hair and I wasn't cute and the boys didn't like me. So I wasn't cute little blonde like you who's just used to having everyone be nice to them. If you can the see time. the photos, uh, I, actually I'll post one up so everyone can see what okay, we're dealing all right. with. Okay. Uh, my awkward phase was like most of my life. I might still be in it. I'm hoping for a bright side on, on the other side of uh, whatever age, but Um, No, so one thing I always say is that, like, it's obviously much easier if your profile gradually goes up because 
you start out, not that many people care about you, which means there's some nice people and there's some mean people. And then over time, as your star grows, so too does the hate and also the support. So by then you're kind of getting used to it. Um, I'm not going to lie and say if I'm having a bad day and everybody happens to say the same thing, like, wow, that's a really ugly shirt, or you look really fat today, that it doesn't hurt my feelings. Um, especially if I watch the show and I'm like, you know what, that's not a great shirt for TV. That is not flattering. I don't look good. I did my best today and I didn't do well. Um, then on those days, sometimes it gets me. But for the most part, honestly, I started to realize that the happier I am, the more I want other people to be happy and successful. So the kind of person that's sending those messages must be so dissatisfied with their life or their job or maybe something terrible is going on. Because why else would you sit at home and just send awful messages to people to make them feel bad? And oftentimes I'll go to their account and it'll just be a long line of insults to everybody. Like, you look terrible. Mm -hmm. You're stupid. And so I'll literally send them a message. It's like, hey, and looked at your timeline. It looks like you might be going through something. I hope things get better. And sometimes they just send me something mean back, but sometimes they do write back and they're like, I'm really sorry. I'm having a yeah. bad day. I shouldn't have been so mean. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. We are, we've all been there. Uh, Cause I don't think it's normal to send that stuff. And I'm certainly not internalizing whoever's sending that as any real, having real value to tell me how I should see myself. Um, I think Tina Fey or it might've been Amy Poehler, but they're both so amazing. It doesn't matter. Said something like never accept a no from someone who can't give you a yes. So if none of those people have any bearing on my job or my paycheck or my self-esteem or my friendships, then why would I let them bring me down for an opinion that's based probably on nothing other than I just said their quarterback sucked or something like that. Right. right. Um, so, but I also do think like, I, I need my clapbacks. Like every once in a while I'm going to clap back. Cause I'm not going to sit and digest hate all day and not respond. I know people say don't feed the trolls, but I need to do it every once in a while for my own entertainment. And I also yes. need other women to see that we're getting it. We're handling it. We're dishing it back. We're not shrinking under it. Um, so that mm -hmm. if they're getting that same stuff, they feel empowered to be like, I'm not taking that shit. Yeah, because I always think like the uh, trolls, you know, people are like, oh, don't respond to the trolls. Like, don't go down there. And it's like, but they can't just be zombies running around uh, in 28 days later, just like doing whatever they want to do. And we're like, we have to be like, oh, we're staying inside. Like, don't mm -hmm. acknowledge them because there are definitely times I want to just like sucker punch a <laughs> troll. And it's like, that's, Okay, I won't do that right now, but like when <laughs> someone like what the thing is that goes like too far to be able to do that, um, it's it's tough. Like it's definitely tough for women in, in this industry. But you mentioned something during the break I wanted to get to and you said you wanna tonight on your show, you don't wanna talk about any kind of politics or whatever in that in because of this whatever we have going on right now. Um, <laughs> if it if it like have you noticed any athletes talking about anything? Like I know like if if, if that sort of crosses the boundary, do you then Yeah, so again, this is not a rule from ESPN. This is me reaching out to my colleagues and saying, I'm not gonna make it if we start the show and you guys are all bantering behind the scenes as we get prepared about your opinions on this state going yeah. red or blue or this thing. Cause I'm ignoring it and I'm ignoring it for my mental health. Not because I don't care, not because it isn't the most important election of all time, not because I don't think that what happens is incredibly meaningful, but because until something happens officially, there is no point in torturing myself. So yeah. that's the only reason. Now, if there's a story when I'm doing the prep last minute that comes up and it's a very important crossover between sports and politics absolutely i'm gonna get into it because that's my job mm -hmm. um and also i would say like i hosted three hours a night for about five months with no sports and the rules on what we could talk about <laughs> yeah. and, and what was like 
it, they weren't thrown out because the same basic rules applied. But I think there's a real understanding of everything crossing over COVID politics, mm-hmm. civil unrest, everything. Um, and I haven't gotten a single talking to you from anything for the last eight, nine, 10 months on my show during all of that. So I'm, it has nothing to do with um, what I'm allowed to talk about tonight. Again, it's just my own personal decision to bury my head for the first time in my life. Like I've never been stick to sports person. Um, just for me tonight, I don't, again, I don't see a benefit in reacting to something that hasn't happened. I think I've been doing too much like yoga and meditation, Julie, to be honest with you. Like That's I'm in this great. transcendental phase where I'm like the hypotheticals, like I'm, I'm letting go of anything that doesn't serve me. And right now hypotheticals and losing my mind over shit that's not going to happen is, is self-destructive. I love it. You're like a, you're like a life coach now in terms of this. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, why, why we can't possibly, especially me. I can't even, I can't control it. Uh, yeah, we can't control it. Um, we know there are people out there that are trying to control it, but that's not us. And so why should we get, you know, sort of worried about it at this moment? Understandably it is, uh, it is a very big moment, but do you think that maybe sports, uh, will never be apolitical again? They never have been. It's It becomes heightened in moments where divisiveness is most notable, right? It becomes heightened in times when the very color of your skin or your belief on something um, is a, a hot button in our country. But they never were. Everyone can name all the names, Muhammad Ali and, you know, the Olympics. Protest everything that we always do when we say that they've never been apolitical. Um, but I do think that more than ever, social issues have become politicized. And mm-hmm. because of social media and because politicians and athletes now are more than just their oppressors, right? We see so much of their lives, we see so much of like their own personal input without it being first uh, taken through any sort of uh, like filter from the gatekeepers at a newspaper or a television station. We're just getting more of everybody. And with that more comes opinions on things that then can be, you know, polarizing. Um, So, yeah, I think especially because now athletes get to us without a filter, it's impossible not to also have them be human beings that have opinions on things. Right. And in the environment that they've been living in for them to be able to respond to things that are going on. Yeah. But we got to take a quick break. We're going to sip on a White Claw and we're going to talk to Sarah Spain more on being one of the only national female radio talents in sports in the country when we come back. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm. That's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome back to Drinks and Thinks. We are drinking and binking with ESPN's Sarah Spain, and there's so many things I that I would like what to talk is. to you Do we know about. what binking uh, is? We only is have be, an hour in the show. Defined? Binking is, um, Thomas Sadowski from the newsroom said it was like something to do with like like a, a feet or whatever, but I don't think that that's really what it is. It's more just like, um, <laughs> things just like binking around, like, oh, like a good old-fashioned okay. hoot nanny. 
Conversating. Conversating. Um, okay. And speaking of uh, speaking of the flamboyance of that, uh, you are an incredible Moira Rose, and oh, I thank absolutely you. love Shit's Creek, <laughs> and I love seeing you do her impression on Around the Horn. So, like, can you give us like a tip? The key is really just the like the like up and downs of it. So I'm trying to think of like a uh, if I can get back into her. It was like. Well, of course we should be scared of a team called the Steelers, but the Ravens are scarier. That's so good. She does this too. She like David. She like puts her mouth there like this, and there's a lot of lower teeth that come out when you do that. But for a while, you just sound like a moron who's doing a fake <laughs> British accent badly, which is what I sounded like for a good hour until something clicked, and then I was like, okay, I'm getting it. Speaking of speaking. Great segue mm -hmm. to radio. Nailed it. Uh, you've been doing radio for as long as I've pretty much lived in this country. And uh, as one of like the only female talents in the, uh, like having this kind of platform, who was your inspiration to get into this? Because you don't see a lot of women that you're like, yeah, I want to be like her. And a lot of people now are seeing that for you. But who is that for you? There wasn't one. Um, it was a total default. So I was I was in LA, I was working at Fox Sports Net before FS1 ever existed. That was my first real sports job as a PA and then eventually as an AP on a nightly highlight show. I wanted to be in front of the camera or writing because I was a writer and English major. And I had no interest in radio. I did not like sports talk radio. I did not feel invited to sports talk radio, especially back then. And even so in many places now, it's a lot of shitting on women and it's a lot of gay jokes. And it's a lot of, oh, I went to Vegas and like, oh, I'll have my buddies and my wife try to come to our fantasy football and she ruined everything. Women, am I right? Um, and it's, I just didn't listen to it feeling like I was a part of it or thinking that I could do it. And I also really thought that people would just call in and quiz me um, like, some home run chase from like before I was born. But when I got to Chicago and I was working for a startup website, uh, doing interviews with players and trying to bring out their personalities and bringing in a lot of my second city improv background. Um, there was a local radio host, Steve Cochran, who is, I, I count on him as one of the top five people in my career who kept me like in it during all the crap and, and early on um, who would have me on his show and do something called stump the Spain. And it was trivia, sports trivia, but he would give me the answers. He just wanted people to hear a woman and to be wrong and to have a woman correct them. And he didn't care that it was not a real bit. Uh, he just wanted, he was like, there's no women on the air. And I mm -hmm. want people to hear it and get used to it and also be humbled by it in a way that's very clear. Um, I don't know how much of that was super premeditated or he just thought it was fun. But I did that. And then I was writing for a local website and they had a WGN radio had an accompanying show for this website where all the different bloggers that wrote about different topics would come on one day a week on Saturdays and talk about what they wrote about. So if the auto show was in town, the car guy would come on or if there was a big mm -hmm, movie right, premiere, right. the movie person. And so I filled in hosting that because um, the station had heard me on with, with Steve Cochran. And then ESPN 1000 heard me on that station. And I had met with them earlier to try to write for them. And there weren't any openings at the time. They reached out to me about being their update anchor, which is just the person who every 15 or 30 minutes comes on and says, you know, tonight the Cubs take on the Pirates, you know, Jake Arrieta on the mound. It's a 7:15 start. In the meantime, mm -hmm. the Bears have traded, whatever. Um, so it's a real easing in of, of that. And once I started doing it, I really liked it. And I started getting to fill in host and then a national and then whatever. Um, and so I didn't have any role models. And in fact, I had to make a very conscious choice a couple years in to call out the crap that I was hearing from my hosts 
where I would go into the update booth, turn my mic on and be like, oh, throw like a girl? You mean like Jenny Finch? Or do you mean like, uh, you know, Kat Osterman? Or, uh, or, oh, you mean she lost her fastball? Uh, do you mean she can't play anymore because she was the best? Or are you just talking about her looks, which is the only thing you talk about when you mention female athletes? Like, I just decided I don't give a F anymore. Yeah. If everybody wants to grab beers with me because I'm cool and I'm the dream girl because you like sports, or am I actually going to try to change the space that I'm in? Because uh, they hadn't had a woman on the air in 11 years. I left there five years ago. They haven't had one on since me. Uh, local radio is still the last bastion of the old boys club. It's, it's so antiquated. Um, that, that's a very long answer for no role models then. Probably very few role models now because uh, there's just a couple of us. Uh, yeah. So you kind of have to just, um, what's that saying? Be the, be the women, woman that you needed when you were younger. That's good. Well, I've passed that definitely down the whole drain a long time ago. But um, but on that note, just a quick follow up. What would you say then to women who want to be in sports radio and then those who are hiring and we don't have a whole lot of time? Basically, um, keep at it. You can do it. Do not get discouraged by people saying that you don't belong. You can absolutely do the job. It's no different than any other job in sports, especially if you're good at speaking extemporaneously, which bitches be talking. So we know we can do it. Um, and then... Uh, for the people hiring, I equate it to baseball. If you are so worried about scaring off your existing fan base of old white dudes, remember that they're going to get even older and die, and then there will be no one left. So maybe you should reach out to the other parts of the population that are people of color and women and LBGTQ+, and also not insult the men listening who would like to hear those voices and perspectives that don't need to only hear from another middle-aged white dude. Boom! My God, that was amazing. I want to just go run through a wall right now. And yes, that is a great message, and we're going to pump that out there and tag every GD news director across the country. Okay, we got to go to break. We'll be back with more with Sarah Spain. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and wagering week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line. We've had an awesome time here with Sarah Spain, which we would love to continue. We've only had just a little bit of this white wall. You could crush 10,000 more of these and then I'll wake up <laughs> in a ditch somewhere. But Sarah, where can we find you next? At Sarah Spain is my Twitter. At Spain2323 is my Instagram. Uh, you can listen to Spain and Fitz weeknight, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. My podcast, That's What She Said with Sarah Spain. This week was Stone Gothard from Pearl Jam, which was awesome. So my guests aren't awesome. just sporty. They're anybody. And I actually... Have a lot of fun. I am not always full of existential dread. Not like this podcast here. We not are like this all one. About existential I nailed the existential dread. dread. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, you have some great guests on your podcast. And uh, thank you so much for being with us here today. Um, we'll definitely have to do it again. And we'll be celebrating the next time we have a pod because of the world will be better at that point. That's what I'm thinking of. So. Thinking like you doing yoga in my brain right mm -hmm. now for the better. Guys, you can watch all of our other episodes, podcasts, shows, YouTube, Twitter, you know the whole you know the whole space because you're my mom watching this now and you watch it on all different <laughs> platforms and Spotify and Apple. We will see you guys next week. Until next time, bottoms up, bitches. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.